Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number uh, 43. And today I'm going to be talking about uh, three super helpful apps for your phone when you travel overseas. Um, actually, it's going to be four total, but uh, three of them for pretty much everybody and then one for guys. Um, I'm going to be talking about the currency converter, WhatsApp, and also Google Translate. And then I'll be talking about Tinder Plus, specifically the passport feature on Tinder. Anyways, but I want to start off. <clears throat> I want to start off with the first, uh, probably the most important app that you can download for your phone before you travel overseas, and that's going to be the currency converter. Um, what I use is a, a app called XE Currency. And basically what it is, it's a, almost like a calculator that switches from U.S. dollar to whatever foreign currency that you're trying to figure out. And this becomes incredibly helpful because, well, first of all, you'll figure out whether or not the dollar is stronger or weaker against the place you're going to. Like if you're going to London, um, the dollar is going to be weaker and then if you go to Mexico, the dollar is going to be stronger. And basically what that means is that when you go to Mexico, you're going to need less dollars to buy the stuff. And then when you go to London, you're going to have to use more dollars. I think basically 75 British pounds equals a um, dollar, a hundred dollars, whatever. So basically they're on when when people from London come to America, they everything's 25 percent off, basically. So anyways, so that's how you understand how strong or how weak the dollar is when you travel. So when you get someplace and they're, they want to sell you a souvenir or you want to buy lunch or whatever, when you're in, I don't know, um, Prague, Czech, uh, Prague, Czech Republic, um, you can figure out how much your lunch is going to cost in American dollars. And so that's super, super helpful so that you know kind of like what you're paying. And also helpful if you want to tip also, you, so you can kind of switch it to dollars and then figure out what 10%, 15%, 20% is for the tip. Um, you can figure that out in dollars and then give them that in their local currency. Um, one of the things I'm thinking about right now, which I probably didn't talk about when um, I was talking about the money issue I think in episode 41 maybe um, a few weeks ago I was talking about just regular money issues um, one of the things I failed to mention was that when you travel overseas they're going to ask you if you want to use a credit card they're going to ask you if you want to run this in American dollars or if you want to run it in their their local dollars um, I, the tip what I always use and the tip that I've heard is that you always have them run it in the local currency it'll be cheaper um, that's just what I know. So when you get there and they say, uh, do you want your credit card ran in American dollars or the local currency, say the local currency, that'll save you some money. Um, so anyway, so that's, but but getting back to the currency converter part of it, um, make sure that even if you go somewhere and you know that the dollar is stronger, make sure that you're taking advantage of it. And what I mean by that is, you could go somewhere and even if the dollar is much stronger, the place itself could be expensive. And so just because you know, you're paying less dollars, you may be paying um, more totally. Because um, I remember when I was in Stockholm, Sweden, and I went to a bar and the, the dollar was probably, you know, I don't know, 50% more stronger than the Swedish, I think it was Krone. Um, 
but I still had to pay so many more crones to buy a mixed drink. And I think it was like $23 somewhere in um, downtown Stockholm. And so it wasn't a deal because you're just paying more you know, the, the Swedish money. So just keep that in mind. Um, and, and vice versa, when I was in uh, Vancouver, Canada, it was pretty much the same in the sense that the I bought some headphones in Best Buy in, in Canada, and it was the same, I think, $400 as it was here in the U.S. as in Canada, but when I was paying in Canadian money, since the dollar was stronger, it was basically 30% off uh, when I bought the headphones, so um, that worked out well. So again, it's like I said, you know, four minutes ago, when the people from Europe come here, everything's kind of on sale, and they can buy more. Um, so that's it as far as the currency converter part of it. Just make sure that you have that on your phone. It, uh, procedurally, basically, all you do is download the app to your phone. Um, when you open up the app, you plug in the country that you're going to, put that in the top screen, and then put in all the other countries that you want to know. Well, obviously, the U.S., uh, the USD, the dollar, and then the other currencies under that. Um, so then when you type in where you're at, which will be the first top field, say you're in Poland, um, you type in whatever the Polish currency is, and then under that you'll see the translation to American dollars. So that's the number one um, tip I have for uh, that the currency converter app. The second um, suggestion that I have, and that is to download Google Translate for your phone. I know there's a couple other translation apps, but um, I've used... Um, I think you say it or something like that. I can't remember what it was. But Google Translate is the best one that I've seen or that I've used. Um, and especially now in 2020 because it's gotten so much better. And before, um, what you tried to translate into Google Translate was about 50% right. It was literally a coin flip on whether or not um, you were trying to translate the right stuff. Now I'd say it's about 75 to 80% correct. Um, when you translate things and so and what I mean by that is you download the app and then you have a couple different features that you can use on it and the first one and the main one that I use is like when I'm reading messages on the phone if I'm reading them from Instagram or Facebook or something like that and they're in a different language I will copy the text and then I'll paste it onto Google Translate into the field of the the language that it's in, and then I'll and then under it it'll show the English words, and so that translation right there is like I said, is about eighty percent accurate, um, much better than it used to be, and that's probably the number that's the function that I use every day probably, and then we, and again it's obviously good for when you go over to you, you go overseas and you're trying to communicate, um, you can use that. Obviously, it's not um, convenient when you're talking to somebody just directly or whatever, but hopefully you can get get by with their limited English and your limited whatever language you're speaking. And then anything kind of difficult, you can pull out the phone and use um, Google Translate. The second feature of Google Translate is there is a conversation feature with a uh, microphone on it. And so you can just basically push the button, say something, and then it'll translate into the other language and then the person can hear it and then they can say, they push the button and they say whatever they want to say in return and it translate back and it translates back to English. 
And so that's good. I used that a few times when I was in Prague, which was fantastic. Um, and then in, in Ukraine, I remember I used it a lot then. And I think I also used it um, when I was in, uh, in I, I guess, in, in Moscow also. Um, but it, it works really well, actually. And it's kind of funny because I remember joking around. Um, there's so many, there's not so many, but there's a lot of functions on Google Translate that you can use. And I'll get to the one of the coolest ones in a second, and that's the picture part of it. But there's so many functions on Google Translate that you, instead of spending, you know, five or six years trying to learn a foreign language, um, you can just maybe spend two weeks learning Google Translate and, you know, be, be in the same position. But but uh, kind of just joking, though, because like I said, if you if you want to communicate with somebody in a foreign language you'll have to know kind of the language in order to know whether or not google translate is right or not um, or if it's close or if it's completely off or all all that um so that's that's my tip for that but yeah so i was saying that the coolest thing about google translate i didn't use it a ton but it's there and i did use it a few times when i was in russia and you you can you, you pull out your phone and you open up your camera function and you point the camera at the foreign words. And so if you're looking at a menu, which is good, or if you're looking at like a street sign or st sign on a store, something like that in a different language, when you point your phone to it or you put your phone up to it, it'll translate into English. And it's incredibly, incredibly convenient. And again, when it's right, obviously it's super convenient. Sometimes it doesn't, the, the words don't translate directly, but uh, for the most part though, it does work. And I use it a few times, like I said, when I was looking at menus um, and probably, and I can't remember what else, but anyways, um, that camera function on Google Translate works really good. So I would definitely say bring that, um, download that app to your phone before you travel. Um, another thing that's good about it is there some languages, I think like the real popular ones like Spanish, French, um, Italy, uh, I, th it, that's, I think those are ones I know off the top of my head, but I think those apps, th I mean those languages on the app, you can download those languages and so you're not using your Wi-Fi or your data when you're um, using Google Translate. Um, you can't use it in Russian, you can't use it in Ukrainian, I know that, um, and I don't think you can use it in Polish or... or um, um, Croatian either, but uh, but the, the other major languages you can download it so it doesn't take up your <clears throat> take up your your data. <clears throat> um, let me see here what else. Oh yeah, okay. So I think that's pretty much it with Google Translate. So that's another a must-have app when you travel overseas. And then finally, um, make sure that you have WhatsApp on your phone. I realize this is 2020. I realize that WhatsApp has been around for 15 years probably. Um, but I didn't realize how valuable it was until I started traveling and back in two, since 2000, uh, well, when I started traveling again, back, back in 2017, everybody I've ever met overseas, if I were to exchange numbers with them, it was always WhatsApp, always. Um, and so you have to have what, WhatsApp. A lot of people use Viber. I don't use Viber, but a lot of people overseas will use it. Um, but WhatsApp is basically just a text messaging app, just like you would text on your phone. Um, but that's just what everybody has overseas. And I think it started because overseas, the people, it costs them so much money using their data 
or either uh, there's something wrong with regular text messaging that once, but when they were on uh, WhatsApp, it was basically free. And so I think that's why they all started to use it. And that's why every international person that you meet um, is going to 90% of them going to have WhatsApp. And if you exchange numbers, they're going to give you a WhatsApp number, WhatsApp number. Um, assuming they don't give you your, the, uh, you don't exchange Instagram, like I said, which is 99.9% of what you do these days. Um, but anyways, um, but WhatsApp is something that's definitely um, necessary when you're, when you're traveling. I don't know. And again, I don't know all the functions of WhatsApp. I, I just use it, exchange numbers, and that's it. But I'm sure there's a ton of stuff on it that I don't know about. Um, and so that's that. So those are the three things that are the must have three things. If you're going to travel overseas is a currency converter, Google translate and WhatsApp. Um, the final one that I'll just throw in, and this is for the guys who travel, um, um, make sure you download Tinder plus. Now I'm not a fan of Tinder. I'm not a fan of online dating in general, but for traveling overseas, this is good. And I talked about this um, back in, I think, episode number 32. But it, the, the, the good thing about Tinder, well, I'm sure you know, basically it's an online dating app where you swipe and try to match with girls and try to get them out on a date. But what for, for Tinder, first of all, Tinder's free to download the app. But if you pay for the premium, I think it's a Tinder Plus um, service, then you're allowed to use their passport feature, which is you can change your location. And so you can change your location from where you live to where you're going. And then you can swipe to see all the local girls there when you're going there. So, and that's what I was talking about back in episode 32. Uh, when I was talking about pipelining, where you can try to meet up girls in the local, local place that you're going to um, before you get there. But the good thing, like I said, about um, the Tinder Plus is, like I said, you can figure out what, you know, kind of what's out there. And also you can figure out kind of like if the girls like you, if you're not getting any matches, then, you know, the girls don't like you. So um, that, that's a good way to find out kind of what your your quote unquote value is over there. Um, so that's it. So guys, take make sure you take uh, download Tinder Plus. If you are a guy and you like um, Eastern European girls, um, you can download also uh, VK, which is called uh, V Contacta. VK is the European or Eastern European Facebook, essentially. That's the most popular social media app. I think there's like 400 million um, users on it. It's essentially their Facebook. And a lot of people, you mean not as much as I thought, not as much as they say, kind of like online or whatever. But there's a there's a all I guess all girls have a VK over there, um, but a lot of girls also have Facebook though, which is you know kind of ironic. Um, but anyways, if you if you if you care, if you're interested, um, the Eastern European girls they're all on VK, uh, Victor, uh, Vic Contact, I guess it's called. Um, another dating site for Eastern Europe is called Badu. Um, I've never used it. I have it, but I don't think I've ever used it. Um, it's completely in Russian, um, the language, and so it's it, like I said, you have to know Russian to to deal to to use it. But um, that's another app for guys who um, match with with those girls. But anyway, so Tinder, 
Tinder Plus is something that guys should download or whatever. And then again, if you want, you can download um, VK um, if you're going to go to Eastern Europe. So that's all for today. Um, like I said, I'll just review real quick. Um, if you're going to, when you, when this the pandemic is over and we start traveling again, um, make sure you have on your phone a currency converter. I use XC currency um, and then have Google Translate on your phone and then have WhatsApp on your phone. And then if you're a guy, um, use uh, Tinder for your phone. I mean, and I, I say if you're a guy, do that. I mean, if you're a girl, if you're a pretty girl, you don't even worry about it. Just land somewhere and you'll make friends. Um, but for guys, uh, Tinder Plus can will come in handy. Um, so anyways, that's all I have. As usual, if you have any questions about any of these apps, um, I'll probably put up a video somehow showing these apps, kind of like demoing them or something like that. But um, I haven't done that now. I didn't record this. I didn't use a video of this uh, podcast. Um, but I probably do that to show everybody. But anyways, if you have any questions, um, shoot me an email at darren at solomailtravel.com. Um, and then also, if you would please subscribe and, and give this podcast a five-star rating also in Apple Podcast. Um, as I always say, would appreciate, I appreciate it a lot. It would help a lot. And then finally, if you're bored, um, you can check out my relatively old website, darrenstravels.com, and that has all my kind of written up reviews of probably 15 different cities and places I've been to, uh, more of a blog style that I use. I updated up, up until the pandemic, actually. Um, but that's up there too. I've been kind of pushing that a little bit also, uh, kind of my general travel advice. And then I also have my solomailtravel.com, which is the for guys who travel solo specifically, kind of like a more of a niche, um, a niche instruction. But anyway, so that's all I have for today. Um, I will see you again next Thursday. Thanks for listening.